Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, where we bring you the most in-depth look into the property management industry. We discuss hot topics with property managers, vendors, and those that support the property management industry. The National Association of Residential Property Managers is the recognized leader in property management. Our host is Pete Newbig, co-founder of Empire Industries Property Management and co-founder and CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. Now, here's your host, Pete Newbig. Welcome to the NARPM Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. However you may be listening, iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or through any of the podcast platforms, thanks for being here. Brett Swartz is considered one of the most well-rounded capital gains tax deferral experts and foreign speakers in the U.S. He's the founder of Capital Gains Tax Solutions, is an exclusive deferred sales trustee, host of the Capital Gains Tax Solutions Podcast, and then EXP Commercial Multifamily Broker in Sacramento, California. Brett is passionate about educating high net worth individuals in capital gains tax deferral with a deferral with a deferred sales trust. How to divest from a business, cryptocurrency, highly appreciated stock, primary residence, or investment real estate to gain freedom from feeling hostile to capital gains tax or a 1031 exchange. Then invest back into your new business, venture, or investment real estate at any time with all the capital gains being deferred, which is called optimal timing. I figured we'd have Brett on because a lot of us have either been thinking about or have sold our PM firms in the last few years and more to come, I'm sure, next year. So I would think that with great capital gains, uh, also we know that a lot of us invested in real estate, maybe it's the time to sell. And again, with great capital gains comes great tax implications so we're gonna have to meet with brett real quick here but first our hot topic of the day man i hate yelp did you know that there's a linkedin page a facebook page and so many blog titles entitled i hate yelp that is too many to count okay so maybe not such a hot topic since it seems like everybody hates yelp but there really is no worse or lower human being than an elite yelper they remind me of the people at work that do none of the work and then criticize all the work that you've done. What value did it actually bring? You, you know, you quit your job, you live on no income for years to build a PM business, continue education through YARP, through uh, NARPM or through one of, you know, through your, your state, state legislators or, or real estate commissions, whatever. And then you do something that's crazy, preposterous. You enforce the lease which again is an agreed upon contract between you and the resident. And then here it comes, the old negative Yelp review. The elite Yelper is bad enough, but Yelp just makes it even worse. There's no good way to refute the claim. They hide any of the good reviews and publicize all the negative ones. When I owned Empire, we had a pretty low Yelp rating, but if you read the public reviews, you would have thought my rating was too high. I was so sick of the rating that I created a game with everyone on my team. The whole company, whoever got the most Yelp reviews with a minimum of five reviews, I'd give them $1,000. Man, I can't tell you how many Yelp reviews we had within a 30-day time frame. But the funny thing is, people would give us these positive Yelp reviews, and my team would be like, oh, you know, Joe, 
Joe owner or, or Susie tenant gave us a review and I'd go out there and I'm like, where is it? Couldn't find it because Yelp has this knack for publicizing all the negative stuff, but hiding all of the positive ones. So we had to hunt them down. We increased our Yelp score dramatically. But then again, if you look, if you read the publicized reviews, you'd have thought that we slapped babies around and kicked puppies. If you're in business and do not have a Yelp page, consider yourself lucky. Do not grow and create one. Google reviews are where it's at. You can flag the Google review. They're super responsive. Uh, of course, Google reviews help with your SEO so that people can find you. And that when they do find you, you actually have a pretty good Google review. So Google's where it's at. It's a NARPM podcast, so I can't go tell Yelp to, to go where I want them to go. But you know, go blank yourself, Yelp. We're, we're going to have a quick commercial, and then we're going to have this great interview with Brett. I'm going to learn how to save some taxes on some of these uh, events that are happening. Be right back. Pete Newbig here, former owner of Empire Industries. We managed around 1,000 single-family properties in Houston, Texas. Property inspections was a massive time killer for our team. They were overworked from being out of the office and trying to catch up. Their reports would miss important items. They just didn't have time to do them well. And worse, we weren't even charging for all the time we were spending doing them. We solved this problem by using on-site pros. They scheduled directly with our residents for our annual reports and became our eyes, ears, and nose at our properties. Beyond that, they solved the problem of security deposit disputes with their incredible detailed move-in and move-out reports, and our owners were happy to pay for the quality of reports we delivered. It was one of the best things I ever implemented for both my team and my investors. I can't imagine trying to manage properties without them on my team. For more information, go to onsitepros.com or call 210-610-0132, onsite, S-I-G-H-T, pros.com. Did you know that most tenants struggle to come up with a large sum of money needed to move into their new rental home? Let Renters Insurance Solutions help you solve this problem by giving tenants another option for security deposits. Property managers can make up to $200 per door annually with our programs. Learn more at our website, yourris.com. That's Y-O-U-R-R-I-S.com. Renters Insurance Solutions, your experts in property management and insurance. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, I got Brett Swartz with Capital Gains Tax Solutions. I'm super excited because there's obviously been a lot of consolidation that's been going on in our industry. And as I go to more and more conferences, I get more and more people asking me about my experience of when I sold my company. And so I know there's a lot of people asking about this. So Brett, just do me a little favor. Just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your business, Capital Gains Tax Solutions. Thanks, Pete. Hey, happy to be here. Hello, everybody. Yeah. So, you know, I started on the real estate investment and development game at a young age with my parents who were building houses in, in Taxifornia with the Silicon Valley and, and always knew that I probably wanted to be in real estate at some point, but went away to college and had a chance to play hoops in college on scholarship and, and then study at a place, took an internship and studied, studied the practice of brokerage at Marcus and Millichap. So that's where I learned about investment real estate and 1031 exchanges. And this is like 2006. Fast forward, the market fell apart, and I went from making a little bit of money to nothing overnight. And I found myself in a situation where I loved real estate and the brokerage game, but it was 100% commission, and I wasn't sure what to do. And at the same time, my clients, friends, and family were losing half or all of their wealth with, with uh, some of the crash and not having enough diversification, liquidity. And part of that was because they did a 1031 exchange, and they had overpaid for properties. And we just, we just learned that it, 
tender you want to change is not always your friend in the meantime i took a, a side hustle at a place called cheesecake factory nights and weekends and work <laughs> 70 hour weeks by day i'd make cold calls to banks whatever you got to whatever you got to do to survive right yeah whatever you had to do to survive and that was a part of the part of the, the journey right but also going going through that that painful season of the financial season also forged in me a desire to help people not have to go through their challenges now my clients were losing millions I was losing, you know, I was barely making anything, but we, we were newly married, my wife and I, baby, you know, b- baby girl, first baby girl living with my brother in a small condo and really just figuring life out from the beginning. But my clients were losing, you know, 10, 20 years worth of worth of wealth through real estate because again, they didn't have enough liquidity diversification. And a lot of times they had overpaid for the 1031. So fast forward, I learned about something called a deferred sales trust, which we're going to talk about today, which to me is the Netflix way of exit planning. That works for businesses, crypto, real estate, and it eliminates the need for the blockbuster 1031. And it's just we're solely focused on on getting the word out, helping clients close these deals, helping business brokers, real estate agents, anyone who's a financial advisor, CPA, understand how this works so they can help their clients. And it's a battle for the wealth of America, Pete. Right? People are either going to pay a lot of tax, as the largest wealth transfer in the history of the planet is happening right now which is $32 trillion from the baby boomers to the millennials, or they're going to be able to defer and use the legal means to defer tax or eliminate estate tax through structures such as the deferred sales trust. Excellent. So when I'm selling a business and I get an influx of, of capital, what are those proceeds taxed at? Depends on what state you live in, and it depends on how much depreciation you've taken over the years. But a general rule of thumb, 25% minimum, up to 50% is capital gains tax and depreciation recapture, especially states like New York, New Jersey, California. It's just huge, okay? Uh, other states like you know Florida or Texas, <clears throat> um, Nevada, these are more tax-friendly states that typically don't have state capital gains tax. So you just wanna check what's the state. Don't forget that federal is 20%, especially if you're selling something above a million dollars, even if your income is lower. You realize that because you sold something for a million, guess what? Your income for that year is now in that new bracket. So you're going to be hitting that with the 15, but the 20, that's an often confused uh, kind of topic on that. So 20, and then the 3.8% is Obamacare tax. That's how we typically get that, you know, from 20 to 23.8 for states such as like Texas that has zero capital gains tax. And then you have depreciation recapture, which could be two, three, five, 10%, depending on how long you've owned the property. And then you have like a state tax, like California is 13.3. So you just, you got to look at all of those little details, but 25 to 50%. That's a lot of tax. Is selling a business similar as selling investment property as far as like taxing? Is it basically the same? Yes, it is. The only thing that's going to be the nuance is the depreciation. Certain businesses you're not depreciating, certain ones you are. Certain businesses have equipment that you might be depreciating at a, at a, in a different schedule. So the key is, the question you want to ask yourself is, what is my adjusted basis? What is the estimated sales price? What is my debt? And, and with those kind of those three things, we can give you a, a good estimate of, of what your tax is going to be. There's been a lot of consolidation in the PM industry. If someone listening to this is thinking about selling their company, what are some things that they should think through before selling? Yeah, so we're in two states at all times, Pete. We're either in the state of pain or the state of purpose, right? And this applies to our health, our finances, faith, our family, right? And it's and especially when we go to exit highly appreciated businesses too. This is all a part of that. 
And, you know, some people are selling businesses because they want more time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, right? Entrepreneurial freedom or whatever it might be for them. And there's some kind of pain that's going to maybe cause them to want to sell. But there also could be some kind of purpose that they're trying, to, they're trying to go to. So the first thing is you want to clarify, you know, what state are you in and what does it mean to be out of that pain and what does it mean to be moving into your purpose? And then you want to, at that point, you have kind of the bigger why for, for, for the motivation behind it. Then you want to clarify the actual numbers. You want to say, okay, what would it mean if I could increase my cash flow? I can, I can work and look at tax flow as a scenario to take tax when it's efficient. What does it mean for time, energy, family, friends, all of the things that you might want to do, or even start a new business, right? And then from that point, you want to reverse engineer what tool, what strategy, what team is going to help you to execute that. So those are my first steps, I would say, Pete, to that question. Okay. So if I'm looking to sell my business and I'm looking at making over a million dollars and I have all these taxes that's going on, are there any tax strategies I can do to reduce my taxes overall on that? What are some strategies that you would recommend when selling the business? Yeah, absolutely. So there's 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 deferral ways to to do, there's ways to defer capital gains tax on the sale of assets. The most common one you probably know of is with investment real estate. It's called a 1031 exchange, where you can sell an investment property and move it into a like kind investment property. However, the 1031 exchange does not work for businesses, right? And this is why the 1031 exchange is one reason why it's blockbuster because it only works for investment real estate. Where you have things like the deferred sales trust, which is what we offer here at Capital Gains Tax Solutions, we call that the Netflix version because it allows for the deferral of capital gains tax and depreciation recapture on the sale of businesses, investment real estate, primary homes, cryptocurrency, stock, private or public, carried interest, captive insurance, LPs, LLCs, anything that you can think of that has at least a million dollar net proceeds and a million dollar gain, you qualify to use the deferred sales trust as a way to defer your capital gains tax and depreciation recapture. There's also things like opportunity zones, right? Which you can place your gain into, although it takes about a 10 years you know, to get a lot of that benefit. I mean, it just depends on your needs for liquidity and the needs for cash flow or to be entrepreneur with the capital. There's things like. Um, so just go back to the deferred sales trust. Is that a new, is that a new concept or has that been around for quite some time? So it's actually been around for 26 years, thousands of closes, billions under management, over 20, no change audits, formal and individual audits for, uh, for, for deals. And yeah, it's, uh, it's been tried and true. Never one single change in any of those audits. It's batting a thousand perfect track record and lifetime audit defense provided by the tax team that we work with to, to execute on these. So just yeah. most people just don't know about it. They get it confused with the Delaware statutory trust, which is also a DST. It's just, it's a really a Delaware 1031. We're a deferred sales trust. Kind of think of it like a delayed tax trust. We're just delaying the tax, kind of like an IRA, kind of like a 401k. You can park the funds into this trust and slowly receive the income back from the trust or the interest back from the trust and pay tax over time. Known as like an installment sale, Pete. You know, if you do a seller carry back on your business or a real estate, yeah. you can you can you can defer tax. And so we just do that with a trust and we we work it out with the buyer. Interesting. Tell me a little bit more about the opportunity zone. So these are I think from what I understand, it's a bipartisan kind of uh, deal that happened. Back in, was it 16 or something like that? 
And so it's the governors decided some areas of t- uh, in the in their state that they're going to go ahead and regentify. Is is that it in a nutshell? And and so they're going to invest certain amounts of money to build or to rehab certain projects. Yeah, that's a good summary, and it gives the incentive for those that are selling highly appreciated assets. It could be stock, it could be primary homes, it could be investment real estate businesses to put their gain into these opportunity zones and, and, and defer tax for a period of time. And then also on the growth, have t- capital gains tax, zero capital gains tax if you can hold for over 10 years. So definitely some nuances there. Some of the downsides are you're typically illiquid. You're typically, meaning the, the money's all tied into a single asset or a single project. And the projects, projects could be a, a hotel build or, or an apartment complex build. It's typically real estate related, yes? Exactly, real estate related and it's development. And, and, and by the way, if you can find a good real estate deal in a good play, like buy the deal based upon the deal, we found in general, these opportunity zone deals are just hard to find. Like, I mean, deals in general have been hard to find for the last few years for real estate because value has been so high. Um, and then you couple that with that you have to basically double your investment. So if something is bought for a million, there must be at least another million put into it for the opportunity zone to be a, to, to actually qualify. So it's yeah, and you have you actually like have to be like an accredited investor at that time, right? To actually get into the OZ. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not certain that you do have to be an accredited investor for Oz okay. deals. Definitely for certain multifamily syndication or Reg B deals, you do, okay. which usually they're hand in hand. They're this, they're 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 one in the one one in the same. Someone's not going to do an Oz deal that's significant, large build. And be bringing bring in investors unless they're accredited, unless they can do it under Reg D. So, yeah, practically speaking, it, you have you need to be accredited. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I sold my business in nineteen. I got into a couple of opportunity zones when I sold my business. But my business partner, he went the other way. So he he decided that I'm going to take the money, but I'm going to go invest the money, and I think I can make more money investing it and kind of outkick the the tax. Where, where, where do you fall on, on that strategy? Where, like, just personally, where would you, where do you fall on that? Like, do you, are you, well, this are is you where more I love on the like, deferred sales trust? Cause yeah. you can, you can be the best of both worlds, oh. right? And this is why opportunity zones to us is still blockbuster. You just like a 1031 is blockbuster. Delaware stash trust is blockbuster. Whereas the deferred sales trust is Netflix because it gives you entrepreneurial freedom to make as much as you want on the upside by partnering with the trust. And the way we structure that is where the trust owes you the money. So, Pete, if you want to break down your your business deal, we'll walk you through. If you if you don't mind sharing what you maybe sold yeah. it for, what you, what the potential tax was, or we can just use a hypothetical one. We'll use a hypothetical. Let's say okay. we sold it. Let's say you sold for five million. Okay, yeah. it's not that high, everybody. That's why I'm still schlepping here doing podcasts and creative VPN solutions. But let's just say it's five million. You're a fifty fifty partner, so you're walking away with two point five million. It's a three year payout where I get, you know, 60% upfront. So um, I'm terrible at math now, but let's just say that first payout is about 800,000. Let's call it a million. Let's call it right under a million, the first payout. And then the second payout is half of that and half of that. So it's, uh, let's call it 800. Then we call it 300, 300. Let's just use those numbers. All right. And then I know that, um, that I personally invested, there's a formula that they, that was used because you c- you can't invest the whole 800 in opportunity zones. You actually can only invest as per- a percentage of it. My understanding is you can let us know about that more so. And then I also invested in some, some wetlands project, which 
basically was just I gifted some money to some wetlands project, and I forget what the name of it is. Uh, and that conservation reduced, easements, probably. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. Say that again. Conservation. That's easements. exactly what it was. That was ninety grand that I just like literally lit on fire. So tell a little bit about the conservation <laughs> easement opportunity zone, and tell me everything I did wrong. Oh uh, gosh. So again, there's the pain and there's the purpose, right? To me, a lot of people are making these type type of conservation easements and uh, and these opportunity zones because of the pain. And the pain is the tax. That's definitely a good motivator. The pain Mm -hmm. only goes so far, right? And you're going like, like you said, you lit the thing on fire and it's blockbuster, right? It's not really achieving what you really wanted to do, which Mm -hmm. perhaps we start another business. Perhaps put it into an investment that you money, actually really, really believe yeah. in a purpose for, yeah. right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you find yourself just just running out of out of running out of time, right? Because there's certain times you have to do these things, and 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 having this you know this tax bill coming due. So so the first thing that you have to, again go back to your purpose. What do you want to do? Well, you're an entrepreneur, and you want to make you know good upside on your investment. You want to make prudent decisions. I mean, we could agree yeah. to those so, things. Again, me personally, I wanted to buy more property, and I wanted to start another business. That's, that's exactly. So this is where those tools, unfortunately, unless you're in the wetlands investment <laughs> land business, which you're not, and unless you're running that opportunity zone, which a lot of people aren't doing those either. They're having to passively give it up to, to, a, to a third party who, who could be a good person. But if you're, if you're looking to be entrepreneur, there's blockbuster. So, so enter the deferred sales trust. Okay. Not only can you sell and defer that tax, by the way, how much tax would it be? Let's assume it's a zero basis. Let's assume you're still in New York and you're looking at a 40% tax on that 2.5 million. That's about a million dollars, right? If you take 2.5 million times by 40%, that's $1 million dollar tax bill. Yeah, so that's, that's the first thing that's pain. That's but scary. Let's that's, talk a, about how we that's scary. That's a scary pain. That's huge, that's, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's like that's amputating my leg. Tears for everything you built up. So instead of paying that million, this is what we're going to do. We're going to move into the deferred sales trust. The deferred sales trust, and then we're going to do this before the close of escrow. We're going to set everything up. We're going to set it up properly, okay? You're going to get a promissory note. You're going to lend the $2.5 million, the full amount, to Just quick. the trust. So I set that up after the sale of before, my business or before? Before, before. before. Okay. before. Yep. It's very important because if you don't do it before, it's taxable. Right. Everything we do, we've got to set up before the close of escrow. Unless you're in a 1031 exchange, then we can we can save a failing 1031 exchange. If you're working with the accommodator, that's our strategic alliance that knows how to do this. And actually, and I can use, the, guess I can what? use Pe- this. Most people don't want you to know about this. Most people don't want you to know about qualified intermediaries. Don't want you to know about the deferred sales trust. You know, Blockbuster probably didn't want anyone to know about Netflix, right? <laughs> <laughs> like We don't want anyone to know about that. Don't go advertising Netflix, right? They didn't, you know, now they're out of business, right? Blockbuster's gone. So now, okay, so back to this. So upon sale, you're going to lend $2.5 million to the trust. Okay, so you're taking no cash at closing, and you're in a deferral state. You're 100% financed the trust. The buyer took title. They came up with the $5 million, so they're uh, and paid off you and your partner, and they got title to the business. They're gone, okay? Your partner could take his $2.5 million, pay his tax. He's gone, right? But your money is in a trust, and this trust owes you this 2.5 million, typically at 8%, and which is pretty good, right? And that can be completely passive. You can put it into stocks, bonds, mutual funds. You can put it into passive or active real estate or business deals. You can put it some into cryptocurrency. It's, you can put it into hard money lending. You can go start a brand new property management business or so, tech okay. company. You can put it into businesses. Well, honestly, okay. whatever, right? And your first return- It's almost is, like a self-directed IRA in that respect. 
Exactly. It's kind of like a self-directed IRA, except really less, even less restrictions, to be oh, honest. Okay. I have a client who sold a $2.6 million business, a marketing business out of Alabama. And then his, his, he wanted to develop multifamily property in Tennessee. So he sold, deferred his tax, and he used a portion of that. He put into an LLC where he's the managing member of that LLC. And he went and built with his partner about 70 units in Tennessee, ground up development, all tax deferred, no timing restriction. And on that development, because he's active, Pete, he's able to get the majority of the upside. So that's back to what we talked about in the beginning. Your partner said, hey, I want to be able to control my destiny. I think I can out earn these opportunity zones and I can earn a lot more even after I pay my million dollars of tax. Where we would say, hey, do all of those three things that you want to do, but do it with the trust because why? The trust can right put away. the million dollars that you would have paid of tax into that LLC with you or you can turn that million into $5 million and you can get the majority of the upside the way we structure the deal. And this is where like my brain exploded when I learned about this because I was at Marcus and Milichap going, oh, this is... This seems too good to be true. You're telling me that we can sell high and buy low. We can sell high and diversify. We can sell high and co dollar cost average. We can sell high and just sit on the sidelines until a deal comes up. We don't have to force ourselves right. into this shotgun wedding with this 1031 exchange property. And that changed everything for us. And this is, yeah, this is why we're here to help give people the entrepreneurial freedom, the financial freedom, the location freedom. And the time freedom. At a certain point, you may not want to have to do any of these real estate deals. And then you can trust us to put it into investments that you approve um, as the note holder, as the creditor, and to be able to make a good return. Does that make sense, Pete? Makes sense. I do have a couple of questions. One, I just want to verify, regardless if it's a business or a property, we can use this, this deferred sales trust. Absolutely. That's okay. the best thing why it's Netflix and not Blockbuster 1031 because Blockbuster 1031 only works for investment real estate. We are not a 1031. So we work for cryptocurrency, primary homes, businesses, investment real estate, artwork, collectibles, NFTs. Okay. This needs to have a million dollar net proceeds and a million dollar gain. So now I put the money in this trust. I'm deferring taxes. The tax man always comes. When does he come with this one? Good question. So you're going to get interest payments from the trust and that those interest payments, as you receive them, you'll get a 1099 and you'll pay ordinary income tax on that. Which is a lot lower now, than capital gains. Yeah. No, it's actually a lot higher. It's a lot higher. Okay. Yeah. It's actually higher. However, you might buy an asset and get some depreciation on that asset by partnering with the trust and that depreciation could offset that income. Got it. Like buying a house. So you could use the government's money that you owe to them that's, by the way, they're charging you 0% as long as it's less than 10 million deferred per, per married couple per year or 5 million per single person. Okay. But we also have a solution for big 50, 100 million, billion dollar deals where we can use a DST 2.0 that doesn't have that interest charge that moves funds outside the taxable estate. That's kind of another topic. But back to your, back to your question, you'll pay ordinary income tax on any of the interest payments you receive. So let's keep it simple. Let's say there's a million dollars in the trust and you're receiving $80,000 interest payments you pay $80,000. But let's imagine you're in New York and let's actually use your scenario of 2.5 million okay. at 8%. That's 200,000 a year. And you're selling it in New York, but you're going to move to Texas. Well, you might delay that payment, Pete, for a year or two while you establish residency in Texas okay. where there's no state income tax. Okay. In fact, we've had clients do that. Move out of California, get to Nevada, completely fine, 
you pay you'll pay you'll pay a federal income tax on that, but you won't sure. have to pay the New York or the California income tax. Yeah, and you have okay? to pay state and city in New York, right? Yeah, yeah. so you you relocated, so that's pretty awesome, right? Now the capital gains tax is always going to follow you, right? So the New York capital gains tax or the or the California capital gains tax is going to follow you. So be aware that once you dip into the principal, you'll pay capital gains tax. It'll be at the rates in those years. So if rates go higher, you're paying the higher rates. But here's the reality, Pete. Most of our clients like to live off of the interest, and they don't necessarily need to dip into the goose that lays the golden egg. Mm. Okay, so we strategize with them, and they'll live off the interest payments. If they dip into principal, they pay tax. No problem, right? And so these are 10-year increments, 10-year terms. With a balloon payment due at 10, typically interest-only payments or a portion of the interest. It doesn't have to be the full eight. It could be four or five or six or something like that. And every 10 years, you can renew for 10 years, oh. kind of like a refinance of a loan. Right. right. And then it can go into a living trust where your kids can step into your shoes and continue the tax deferral. So my wheels are turning because my, my family just sold some properties, and I don't think they did this. And now I'm like, man, we should have. And, uh, of course, when I sold my business a few years ago, I'm like, I'm not sure why I didn't know about this strategy, and I went with the OZ route. So these are these. This is an amazing strategy that you uh, that you lined out. So Brett, if somebody is is interested in speaking to you, learn more about this strategy and other strategies that you may have. How do they get in touch with you? Go to capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. They can also search Capital Gains Tax Solutions YouTube channel, iTunes podcast, and they can also check out my new book called Building a Tax Deferred Exit Strategy. And we call it the proven playbook for unlocking your ideal wealth plan for yourself or for your clients who are selling highly appreciated assets. We have people like Kevin Herendine from Shark Tank in the book, financial advisors, commercial real estate, multifamily syndicators and operators, mobile home park syndicators and operators, a lot of experts. I got a couple chapters too. And it basically it's just my story and my journey between what's actually possible, Pete, and what's reality and what actually works, right? And so you want to have experts to help you because your exit, you have one chance to exit, right? And if you don't have the team in place and the strategy in place, you're going to be paying 25 to 50% of your gain is going to be wiped out by capital gains tax and depreciation recapture. Then also when you exit, you want to have the team to help you execute different strategies. And that's part of why I'm a multifamily broker. I'm a multifamily investor. We raise capital for people who are in do syndications. And then we work with world-class financial advisors and CPAs to execute all of this. And so it's a team effort and you want to have a team to help you execute all of this. I also went through your website and I think it's a great website with lots of great information and that's capitalgainstaxsolutions.com. Correct. We also have a free mastermind. You can join us. It's a masterclass on the Deferred Sales Trust every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern. We have a free ebook you can download. It's kind of like the nine steps to getting your Deferred Sales Trust started and closed. So you can go to capitalgainstaxlisted.com to check all of that out. This is awesome. If you're, if you're thinking about selling your property management firm or if you have a couple of properties or, or multifamily that you're looking at thinking about selling now that the market's hot, reach out to Brett and his team. We'll be right back. After these commercial messages, Brett, are you ready for the, the lightning round? I am. All right, we'll be right back. Create the best move-in experience for your resident or homeowner. Citizen Home Solutions is a utility concierge service designed to assist with services needing activation prior to moving into a new home. Our experienced team will help eliminate the stress of setting up services. 
No more calling a long list of service providers to get everything connected and ready for move-in day. Your client will value the white glove service provided on your behalf. True, Citizen Home Solutions assist with utilities, but more importantly, we create an experience that your client will appreciate and love. Our service is free and offers you a revenue share program. Want to know more? Visit pmcpartner.com. Have you ever considered hiring a property management virtual assistant but didn't know where to start? Or have you tried hiring a virtual assistant but you weren't satisfied with the number of qualified applicants? If so, VPM Solutions is here to help. VPM is the world's first virtual talent marketplace dedicated specifically to property management and real estate. We have thousands of talented virtual assistants ready to work for you, including assistance for accounting, leasing, maintenance coordination, rent collections, and much more. With VPM, you can post jobs, screen candidates, hire and pay your virtual assistants, all from within our state-of-the-art platform. VPM is the easy button for hiring and managing your virtual team. And the best part? VPM Solutions is 100% free to employers. That's right, free. No placement fees, no employer markups, and no hidden charges. With VPM, property managers get the talent they need while reducing costs and improving customer service. Visit vpmsolutions.com and create your free account today. PestShare, a pest control amenity for your resident benefits program. Starting at just $5 per door, you can give your residents the pest control coverage they need. PestShare will even pay for the expensive infestations like bed bugs and cockroaches. And the debate over who pays for pest control, while PestShare turns an expense into added revenue. For more information, check out their website at pestshare.com forward slash property managers. Welcome back, everybody, to the, the lightning round. So at Narpum, we're a nonprofit, but so we don't have sound effects. So I have to do my own sound effects for the lightning round. All right. You ready? So I'm going to ask you a series of quick questions. Quick questions. First thing that comes to your mind, answer them. If you want to expand on it, go for it. What is one thing that most people do not know about you? Uh, that I could dunk a basketball and I played on scholarship on uh, a small private Christian school. Nice. What Marvel character do you most associate with? Oh, gosh, that's a good one. I like Wolverine, man, because he always had a you know, fight and go through a struggle and persevered through his challenges. What is your ideal vacation? By the way, I don't know if he's even Marvel. I think he's DC. He's Marvel. Um, he's Marvel. Oh, he is. Okay, I'm he's good there. Yep, what was the next question? What is your ideal vacation? Oh, it's time with the family and time to, you know, to to play basketball I'm not, i mean i'll golf people want to golf but i basketball every single day of the rest of my life if my knees didn't fall apart i would and then just time with my family and friends what is one piece of advice you'd give someone just starting out in business one uh you know learn to work harder on yourself than you do on your job if you work hard on your your job you'll make a living you work hard on yourself you'll make a fortune and the idea is to become everything that you were created to be with the gifts that you've been given and the way that you can maximize that opportunities to focus on your health, your finances, your fitness, your faith, your family, your personal development and leadership first and career is a part of that as well, but that's, that's just secondary. So make sure that you're, you're really growing your character, growing the internal things, not just the ex external goals 
you're growing yourself internally and the rest of it will, I believe will take care of itself. I like that. Great answer. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Sure. Absolutely. I can, I can, I can love me a Hawaiian pizza. I'm going to Kona, Hawaii with the family for 15 days here on Monday. And I'm going to get some Hawaiian pizza now, now that, that you, uh, you said that. <laughs> what book are you currently reading or what is one that has impacted your business or life? Uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris, oh, Voss. Chris Voss. Incredible book about communication, about negotiation, about relationships, and about how to um, connect with people in a way that helps to move things forward. What is one challenge you're facing in your business currently? I would say the biggest challenge we're facing in our business is creating uh, systems and processes, right, for our growth of our company and putting Putting, getting people in the right right position to just maximize our growth. So we, we, we have that, but it's a continual, you know, design, delegate, decide, do. You know, as an entrepreneur, as, as the founder of the company, you want to be in design and you want to be in delegate. You don't want to be in doing or deciding because that becomes the cap of your business. So it's that constant process of building those systems and then delegating to specialists to execute on that. Which do you prefer, dogs or cats? Oh, dogs. I mean, yeah. Grew up with Rottweilers and Queensland Healers and Boxers. And, you know, so uh, my wife probably prefers cats more. That's where we're, we're, we're the opposite personality and complement each other perfectly, right? So, yeah, dogs <laughs> for sure. All right, man. Well, you've survived the lightning round so thank you everybody thanks brett thank you everybody if you want to join narpm please go to narpm.org narpm.org or give them a call at 800-782-3452 and if you need some virtual team members please go to vpmsolutions.com it's a no-cost solution where you can search over 16,000 virtual team members that could do all the back office work for your property management firm or your real estate firm. Thanks everybody for listening. Brett, thanks for being here. Thanks, Pete. This has been a production of the National Association of Residential Property Managers, the recognized leader in property management, along with your host, Pete Newbig, CEO of VPM Solutions, where property management meets global talent. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the host and are not necessarily those of NARPM. If you have a hot topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, please email us at radio at narpum.org. <laughs>